This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Amy Newmark. And this week we're sharing three episodes from last August with stories from our best-selling books about dreams and cats. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we're talking about cats, particularly cats who are naughty and then act guilty about it. You might not think that pets feel guilty, but they do. I remember when our son's dog ate two pairs of my shoes two days in a row. He was whimpering and so upset with himself, but he just couldn't help himself. But cats, they seem so self-assured. Do they really feel bad after they're naughty? Well, apparently sometimes they do. In our first story, Rachel Barham tells us that she was moving to a new apartment with her very freaked out black cat, Leonore. Leonore was not happy. She had watched her things disappear one by one and was now living her worst nightmare, riding in a car. She was wailing and moaning as they drove to the new place. Rachel had a long weekend to help Leonore get used to the new place before she had to go back to work on Monday. The first thing Leonore did in the new apartment was scoot right under the bed. But she came out after a few minutes with dust on her whiskers and started sniffing everything. She was happy to see that her favorite furniture had not disappeared, and even happier to be done with that dreaded automobile ride. Soon, she began exploring and making little chatting sounds, discussing how all their things were arranged in the new place. They had a nice weekend together, with Rachel unpacking and Leonore commenting on where she had put her things. Rachel went off to work on Monday, hoping that everything would be okay while Leonore was alone in the new apartment. She says, When I returned home from work Monday evening, I opened the door to an apartment bathed in the light of the summer evening sun, and I was greeted by a cat who seemed panicked about something. Instead of rubbing all over my legs like usual, she began walking through the front room slowly but with determination. She kept turning around to look at me and it was clear that she wanted to make sure I was following her. In this way, she led me through the front room and into the kitchen where a grand mess awaited. Leonore had accidentally knocked a houseplant in a terracotta pot off a windowsill. It was understandable since she was in a new place and didn't yet know exactly how far to jump. The pot had shattered when it hit the floor, and that scattered dirt and pieces of the pot all over the white tile floor. The poor cat was acting like she was sorry and confessing and asking for forgiveness. Rachel picked her up and gave her hugs and head scratches, telling her that everything was okay. And then, before she even cleaned up the mess, she sat down so that Leonore could sit in her lap. Because she had been so busy unpacking that weekend, that the cat hadn't gotten her normal quota of lap time. 
Rachel says she understood that she was forgiven for the accident, and I understood that I had a very special cat, one with a conscience. Christy Adams tells us another story about a cat that was naughty, but this time not so much with a conscience. Christy's black cat Tiki had been a handful ever since he was a kitten. It didn't help that they had a black floor in their home. That little cat loved to hide and then jump out at them. He knew they would often not see his black fur against the black floor. Hiding and then jumping out at them became his favorite game. They played hide-and-seek with him all the time, and he got better and better at it. Sometimes he would hide for hours until he could jump out and scare Christy or her husband. He'd hide in closets, in bags, in the bathtub, and one morning took the cake. Christy knew that Tiki was hiding because she had been cleaning the house and hadn't seen him anywhere. She finally sat down for a cup of coffee, and then as she was carrying her mug to the kitchen sink, she saw him. He was hiding inside a large cooking pot tilted on its side. All she could see of the black cat inside that dark pot was his glowing eyes. She took a photo and texted it to her husband, and he wrote back asking, Why did you just send me a picture of the dishes? The pot has eyes, Christy wrote back. Christy says Tiki still loves nothing more than to come shooting out from his latest hiding spot ready to startle his humans. And she'll never forget the morning that one of the pots in the kitchen had glowing eyes. I'm Amy Newmark, and you've been listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you want to learn more about our new books and everything else going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, join the two and a half million people who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can go to chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Cats. You can buy a copy at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, and wherever else you like to get your books. I'm sharing a couple dozen different stories from this book with you on the podcast, some in the coming weeks, some on episodes that have already aired. So if you missed them, you can go back and listen to those too. Come back for our next episode to hear a couple of fun stories from our other new book about pets, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Magic of Dogs. We're going to talk about the many benefits of adopting senior dogs as we continue our push to educate everyone about the merits of adopting dogs and cats from shelters. Have you heard of Zibby Owens? She's well-known these days in the book world. She has been dubbed NYC's most important bookfluencer by New York Magazine's Vulture.com. And her award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, has been on Oprah.com's list of best book podcasts two years in a row. She also hosts Zibby's Virtual Book Club, writes a monthly book column for Good Morning America online, and often appears in the media suggesting books. And she has four kids. And now Zibby Owens has her own anthology with more than 60 original, brilliant essays written exclusively by best-selling and notable authors from her podcast. The contributors include Gretchen Rubin, Sarah Shepard, Wendy Walker, and John Kenny. They all wrote essays for Zippy during quarantine, all inspired by things moms don't have time to do. You'll feel like you've made new friends as you laugh, cry, think, and escape into Zippy's book world. 
And we'll actually be talking with Zibby Owens on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast on Friday, February 19th. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. 